Welcome to the A Nourishing Place podcast. My name is Kelly Newton. I'm a self-love mindset and manifestation coach here to empower, motivate, create community, and remind you of how powerful you are. I will be bringing you interviews, tools, and resources all revolved around mindset, self-love, money, spirituality, manifestation, and so much more. I'm so excited that you're here today. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Nourishing Place podcast. Today, I have a really fun guest with me, Tanya Rose. We have just a beautiful conversation about living your best happy and like what that means and how that can change and how it's different for everyone and and like living your main character energy and the power of gratitude and faith and play and just being the victor in your own life. So Tanya Rose is here to help you live your best happy. Through self-mastery, she helps you understand, love, and accept yourself and your desires. Through manifestation, she helps you design and live in your happy place, aka your ideal life. And through productivity, she helps you manage your time and tasks in order to have time for the things that bring you joy, all to increase your confidence and get you living your best happy. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to the Nourishing Place podcast. I'm so grateful to have you on today. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to be here and honored that you invited me. Oh. So thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. I, I'm loving all the like vibrant joy and just happiness that you bring to the world and just how you show up as as your like unique self and so I know that um you know live your best happy like that's your website right live your best happy so like what does living your best happy mean and like what does it look and feel like for you specifically great question and funnily enough quick little backstory when I decided that I wanted to call my company and my website live your best happy my friend was like no that doesn't sound right that's not correct English and I was like that is exactly why I want to use it because it's all about designing your version of happy, right? What does happiness mean for you? So we all grow up with different conditioning. Let's say, for example, I'm from Zimbabwe and in Africa, you're only happy once you get married, once you've had your child, once you've bought your house, you know, certain levels of success. And yes, I think they do contribute to happiness for certain people but that's not everybody's story so the reason why I say live your best happy is is the house what you really want is the um the car the husband is that what you want you know the self-mastery getting to know yourself and what actually makes you happy and then designing that so designing your version of a happy place and then living there And you asked me, you know, what does it mean to me? What's my best happy? That's an interesting question because it literally changes every season I'm in. You know, I talk about um, living living in a movie, being the main character in your movie. And I live in different genres every time. It just depends. In life, you have seasons, summer, autumn, winter, spring. It's the same sort of thing different seasons in life, different things make me happy. I've recently moved to Greece and right now spending more time by myself at home, whether it's with a glass of wine or a coffee or my sage or whatever it is, brings me more joy than two years ago when I was in Greece. I wanted to be out every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's just learning to know what season of life you're in and willing to accept it, love it, design it and live it 
I love that. Yes. And I love that you said, you know, creating that, that happy place, because for me, it means a nourishing place. It's, it is, it's creating that nourishing place for myself being like, that's a place I can always come back to Mm. like almost within me. And also I love that just, you know, accepting that we are going to grow and change and what we're called to is going to grow and and evolve as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, I love that because it is sometimes I feel like I see, especially in the beginning of like someone's healing journey or their expansion journey, they're like, but I used to love this, this mm-hmm. hobby or this activity, but now I don't, I feel bad about that. <laughs> you yes. know, and I'm, I'm like, you don't, you're going to change. You're going to evolve. It's okay that you bought all these things for this hobby and you used it and loved it. And now you don't use it and love it. And, and you're shifting. And Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of life is that we do get to change. I love it. And that's exactly it, right? I truly believe we are here to experience, live, love, laugh, and evolve. You know, I have a friend who says, never say live, love, laugh. It's so cheesy. I'm like, but that's, I really do believe (laughs) that's why we're here to live, to love, to laugh, to learn, and then live again, love again. You know, I think it's a consistent cycle, like you say, of evolving and just jump from one to the next and have fun while you do it. You know, it's it's inevitable. They say one thing that's constant in life is change. So if you know change is constant, how can you then incorporate joy into those little moments of change, into those big seasons of what might feel like the dark night of the soul or just your life is over type thing. You know, I, it just, that, that truly, truly that drives me. Well, how do you bring joy to those darker moments and those moments of change? (laughs) (laughs) I walked right into that one, didn't I? Um, Okay. So I think it's very important to process, first of all, to take some time to process, whether it's sitting with it. So again, we're all different. It's a self-mastery thing. And, you know, I talk about this on my YouTube channel quite a lot in terms of how I can show you one thing, but it's going to be different for everyone. So what I'm saying right now, I just want to say, try and take what applies to you. Um, Talking to the listeners here, thank you. Um, Try and take what applies to you and amend it so that it does apply to you. So what I do, okay, I need to process in terms of sitting with it and thinking. Hashtag overthinker. I know there's a lot of us out there. (laughs) Some people need to process with exercise. Some people need to process by talking to a friend. I need to sit there, think, maybe journal, talk it out, whatever it is. And once I've honestly processed, you know, told myself the truth of, do you know what, this has made me really angry and I feel stupid that I'm being angry or annoyed or whatever it is. I then need to actually physically move the energy within my body because I I hold a lot of it. I notice my muscles tend to tense up. So if you're one of those people, as you get to know yourself, you move that body. And then I move on to one of my favorite things ever, which is gratitude you know, I will be like, okay, what can I be grateful about right now? Whether it's related to this situation or not, whether it's related to someone who's giving me support through this, or whether it's purely the fact that I don't have to pay for oxygen. You know, I could, I could literally die right now. There's some people who, well, speaking of my own debt, I could probably die if I had to pay 
per hour for oxygen, I'll probably die in a couple of hours. (laughs) 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 If I'm being honest, I mean, it's expanding, but I just want to say, you know, then I move into gratitude and what gratitude does, it actually raises our frequency, raises, if you don't want to talk non-scientific, it raises our vibe, it raises our mood, it makes us feel good, it makes us start to feel more optimistic. And as soon as we start to feel optimistic, it doesn't seem as dark as it first did. And once you realize, oh, wait, this is a shitty situation, but actually, I'm alive. I've got shoes. I'm going to put my shoes on. I'm going to walk to my mother's house and I'm going to get advice from my mother, whatever it is, whatever that solution is, you know, then I start being more optimistic and solutions start coming to me. And then it's just a cycle that continues to go. So I guess in summary, I process by thinking, then I move the energy by moving my body. And then I go into gratitude, which takes me into optimism, which takes me into taking action. Right. I love that. It takes, it's like it, it helps you get into your own personal power, like reclaiming, mm-hmm. I can do something right now. Even if it is just like, I am grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I am breathing. Right. Like, yeah. I'm grateful I have shoes, you know, like just starting with that. I love it because then it, then it builds and it builds. And it's like, I feel like um, sometimes when we're in these, you know, darker places, it can be easy to kind of go down that rabbit hole, like deeper and deeper and deeper. And sometimes we have to go deep into the darkness, mm-hmm. but then just, it's that like, the more you do it, the more you keep coming back out of the darkness, it's just so empowering. Like, what is the opportunity here? Even if it is just, it's a place for me to pause and realize mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be alive. So I love that because I know you have the 14 day, um, like journey or challenge with gratitude. Ah, yes, I do actually. Um, thanks for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one thing about me. As we carry on through this episode, people will realize, but I I am very authentic. So there's some things I might say and you're like, oh, wait, you're not supposed to say that. I don't mean you, I just mean in general. So <laughs> I have no filter, they say. Um, my 14-day gratitude boost. Yes. So I love gratitude so much. However... I get bored very easily. And so this whole thing of just writing a list every day, I'm so grateful for this. After a while, it's fun and it it does still perk you up, but then it becomes like a chore that perks you up. Mm. It's like washing the dishes, right? You like a clean place, but you're like, oh God, I need to psych myself up to do the dishes. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay. I'm going to wash the dishes in two hours. Okay, you know, and that's the same thing with gratitude. And then you start procrastinating because it's no longer fun. So what I decided to create was a gratitude boost. And this was during lockdown as well, because I was getting really bored. So I came up with a 14 day boost, which is videos of three minutes of less that give you gratitude related tasks. Now, most of these tasks and challenges actually fit into our daily schedule. So I'll give you an example. One of them is um, while you shower think about the things that you're grateful for. So I will literally put soap on my glove if I'm using my exfoliation gloves and I'll say, okay, for the duration that I'm scrubbing with this soap, I'm going to think about things that I'm grateful for. 
And sometimes it's very difficult to get into the flow. But once I've got two or three, I'm like, oh, thank you for my arm. Oh, thank you for my (laughs) shoulder. Oh, thank you for this hot water. Oh, I love hot water. Thank you, hot water. Oh, thank you that I can pay electricity. Oh, my gosh, thank you that I've got money. Thank you that I'm abundant. Oh, my God, I can't wait to go to work and make more money. You know, that's literally how it, it, it builds up for me. So that is what the gratitude boost is. It's just 14 days of different challenges like like that. I love that. It's it's so much, you know, about intentional living, you know, bringing intention. We're not, we're not just showering all willy nilly. We're like, yeah, this is really nice. Like I'm grateful. I have soap. Like for me, hot water, like I'll be in the bath and I'm just like, I'm so grateful I have hot water that comes right to my bathtub. Like that is to me like a miracle. I'm like, yes, hot water. Not everyone has this to their bathtub. Like, yeah, yeah, I love that. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big one and it's definitely a game changer. And I love it. Cause it's, you know, where, where focus goes, what energy flows. And that's Tony Robbins that's or something. I hear it everywhere. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're focusing on, I am grateful for my arms, you know, and sometimes my body's like, we can't do this today. And then whenever it can, I get so excited. Like, look, I got to pick this up, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, but why wait for something bad to happen before we appreciate it? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I feel like that all kind of connects into as well, like this main character energy. And I I see you talking (laughs) about main character energy a lot. And I love that. And I want to jump more into that. Like, how do people start to step into that? That's a good question. It's a big question. So if I do go off on a tangent, please, please just re- rein me in or direct me into which direction you want to go, because I will talk for ages. Um, so how I came up or how I started using main character energy, I heard it somewhere before and I was like, OK, that sounds interesting. That sounds fun. And then I was like, wait a minute, if my life was a movie, you know, and I was the main character, what genre would I be living in? What decisions would I make? Would I make the same decisions I'm making right now? Would I, um, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think of an example right now that maybe one will come as I keep talking, but like, what genre am I in? Sometimes it's a horror, sometimes it's a sci-fi, sometimes it's a rom-com. You know, it changes every day. Again, like with the seasons that we're talking about, but if I was watching myself on TV and I knew there was a happy ending, AKA my manifestation or my goal or whatever you want to call it, I know what that is. And it's guaranteed no matter what decision I make right now, then what decision would I make? You know, I know that I'm going to be successful. I know that I'm going to be rich. And now I'm stuck between a crossroads of oh my God, do I become a prostitute or do I follow my passion and stay broke for a little bit longer? Extreme examples, but you know, you get, you get what I'm saying. And then it's like, well, it doesn't feel good to me to become a prostitute. Oh, but it's okay. I know I'm going to be wealthy. So let me just follow what brings me joy and trust that the right thing will come to me. And then that's when you start getting downloads from God, as I use the word, but it could be source, universe, higher power, whatever it is you want to call it you start getting those nudges and those downloads and good things and synchronicity start happening. And before you know it, 
you're pumped to keep taking action and then you take action you're showing god how serious you are and it's like oh don't worry the happy ending is coming we might swerve a little bit because otherwise life gets boring and i want to remind you to do gratitude for 14 days with tanya's gratitude boost <laughs> or whatever it is and then we'll get you to that goal you know so that's sort of the main character energy it's like some people might use it as story writing might say well it's a book you have different chapters this chapter is called this, but this is how it's going to end. So how am I going to fill in those empty pages? Mm-hmm. Well, and within that too, there is just this, like with God, source, universe, this um, surrender, this willingness to surrender, uh, uh. you know, like you're stepping into your main character energy and also knowing like you're a co-creator. There's the other aspect as well. Uh-huh. It's working, like you said, it's like, we're going to put you over here in this chapter for a little bit because we know that it's going to get you to your de- final, not final destination, to your manifestations coming into mm, the physical. Mm. You're so right there, honestly. And, you know, I, I I forget to mention it enough times, but it's a co-creation process, right? And it's practicing that trust, as you mentioned, which a lot of us don't have. And, you know, it's all for different reasons. We grew up seeing different things as proof of trust. Some people are like, well, I'm going to trust you as long as my physical safety is okay. Who cares about emotions? I just need to eat. I need to sleep. So then it's coming from a different mindset to someone who trusts completely with emotions, but doesn't trust anyone with their life. If you notice Mm -hmm. those types of people tend to be two very different people where one is quote unquote more successful than the other because one is concerned about I need to feed and clothe myself. The other one is, oh, well, I'll be fed and clothed. So who cares? I don't need money to feed. You know, it's, it's, it's all a manifestation of what we think, what we believe, what we trust, and then how we behave based on that trust that we have. I think all of that ties so well into identity and like how it's created, right? Like mm-hmm. the experiences that we had, especially like growing up, Mm-hmm. are different and so then how do we bring that into our now life and then how do we it's like we need to clear some of that away to step into that full main character energy mm-hmm. that makes sense? yeah you feel that I'm guessing I'm, I'm understanding that you're talking about rewriting our subconscious yes. type things or you know these are the beliefs I grew up with and these are good but these don't serve me or I need to be more expansive so I like you're saying identity so I don't identify with these beliefs anymore or um, I don't know if someone has been through a lot of trauma big or little you know I used to identify as someone who has no father therefore I can never I don't know I can never marry or I can never have any kind of relationship with a man because I have an, a non-existent relationship with my father for example I'm just giving this as an example. I'm not talking about me, but then that was my identity. Then now when I choose, okay, I'm ready to be someone who has relationships with men, whether it's multiple sex partners, if that's what serves you, whether it's a husband or whether it's just father figures in your life, you need to then shift. You need to tell yourself, okay, so that was a version of me that I was when I was younger or in my past this new version of me looks like this. So how can I then get to that without losing integrity with who I am? 
if that is making sense. For the people listening, I'm using my hands. So hopefully <laughs> you're kind of just drawing lo- loads of lines in the sand and figuring it out. But just, you know, how can I let go of the identity that no longer serves me in order to become that person, that the, the version of that person who lives that life that does serve me? Mm-hmm. And then more and more start to step into it. And you'll start to feel it. Yes. And I, yeah. And also like for me anyways, like the more proof I get like, oh, this is working. Oh, I've released that now. And I'm stepping into this. And the more proof I get, the more guidance I get. I'm like, okay, yes, yes. And it's just kind of like this momentum building, building, building. Dude, it's like the biggest turn on ever. I'm sorry (laughs) carry on. But literally it turns me on. And when I say turn on, I don't mean makes me horny and shit. I'm talking it turns me on, like it wakes me up to life. Lights you up. Yeah. These things I'm like, oh my God. Yes. What's next in life? Okay. Give me more. Oh, dark night of the yes, soul. Yes, give yes. me that. Yes. Okay. Oh, what? I have no money. Give me more. Yes. Let me show you how I can turn this on. Yeah. I get it. Yes. I, agree. I love it. <laughs> well, and okay. I saw that you had shared something, you know, about, you know, the victim to the victor, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I love that because a, I'd never seen that before. And I was like, that is a fantastic play on words there. Because once we release that identity as the victim, as life is happening to me, not for me, we can then step into that. Like I am the victor in my own life, mm-hmm. my own story. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved that. Thank you. And honestly, why I brought that one up is because uh, as humans, we really struggle to let go of things and that's okay however there is a way we can let go of the emotional attachment aka victim mindset as I call it you know instead of being a victim of the abuse you received when you were younger or being a victim of your situation that you come from an impoverished or less advantaged background consistently saying oh well I could never do that because, you know, my family grew up poor. No, you can attach to that story. You don't have to let go to it, but you can become the victor of that story by saying, well, my family grew up poor. And so this is driving me to want to change X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And then it goes to that, you know, identity thing that we, the whole bigger theme we're speaking about, rewiring, reprogramming, retelling that story, making that decision, knowing that just because your family grew up poor, does not mean your family, you have to continue that legacy. You know, you can break those generational, um, what do they call it? Generational, generational traits, patterns, that's it. You know, you can rewrite it by holding on to your identity, but in a victor way instead of a victim, you know, because a lot of people, they, they, I've, so with the people that I've worked with or conversations I've had, a lot of people feel like they're being disloyal to their past when they try to completely forget and move on. You know, so I believe or I practice Ho'oponopono meditation, you know, which is a way of just releasing and forgiving and cutting cords with your past. Um, definitely Google it if you've never heard of it. But there's a guilt around that of, oh, But now that I'm releasing my past, that means I no longer belong. That's no longer a part of me. And it's a bad thing, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You can be a victor who has released it and can see it. You know, Mm -hmm. 
even with people around you. One of the greatest things my mother taught me, has taught me, which I love her so much for, is forgiveness and detachment. Actually, my mom has had a very stressful, um, a very interesting life story, life path. It's her story to tell. I'm sure she'll write a book. I hope she does. Um, and she could she could have played the victim of her story, but she forgave her past, forgave a lot of things from her past and rewrote her story and became a victor. And honestly, my mom is glowing like a newborn baby. It's the most amazing thing ever. That's when I was like, wait, but what's the difference? And I would bring up her past and be like, mom, but this happened. And she'd be like, yeah, I know that happened. And that's okay. But thanks to that, I got to rewrite my story like this. And I was like, shit, son, you're a victor. Yes. <laughs> So that's how you found that's how you realized that that's how you came to that yeah. oh my gosh maybe I let's not it. tell her because then she'll remind me every day <laughs> <laughs> oh she's gonna listen um <laughs> I love that because you know I just you hear that you know our our obstacles can really become our opportunities and mm-hmm. when we're in them it's not always like that but sometimes now as I've like rewired when I am in these really hard moments if I can just find a place of stillness and be like, what is the opportunity here? Just because then I shift my focus a little bit, right? I can, I can pull out of the, I don't want to identify as a victim in this. I want Mm -hmm. to identify as the empowered version of myself that I am, even when it's hard, even when it is challenging and just try to find those, like, like, like your mom said, this happened, but then I got to rewrite my story in this way, Mm -hmm. you know, and it is, it's so much about like bringing back that empowerment to ourselves. It's that, honestly, it's that optimism and, you know, empowerment as well, like you say. And I truly believe it happens when we allow ourselves to process and accept what happened and then have some fun and play and do what serves us, you know, what serves our body and makes us feel good. And okay, so that's how it used to make me feel. But how do I want it to make me feel now? How can I start feeling like that? And then just, you know, starting to have fun with life and trusting that, okay, those little nudges are going to come that are going to show me what kind of identity I want to write for myself. And, you know, it's just, it's all a cycle. It's all a circle, all these little things that we're talking about that lead to each other, sometimes in a slightly different order, but consistently leading. It's all the same thing, you know? I love it. Well, what, before we um, wrap up here, do you have any like, first step number one piece of advice say someone's like just kind of happening upon this idea for the first time like where do they start hmm. when you say this idea do you mean main character energy self yes main character mm-hmm. energy stepping in like living your best happy stepping into your main character energy okay so I always start with clearing the shit clearing the crap decluttering decluttering honestly made me feel like I was born again so start by writing down or thinking you know you can people do things differently I used to like to write at the moment I like to have a friend listen to me sometimes I like to listen to write um talk voice notes to type whatever it is but be completely honest with yourself or if you want to work with someone as well that's always a good thing you know um life coaching there's coaches out there or watch a YouTube video, whatever it is that you need. 
and then sit down and be like, okay, so what is not making me happy? What needs to go in my life? And not people. I mean, that will come too, but start in your environment. Look at your environment because our environment is a direct mirror of what's happening inside. Okay, so this is my room. Do I like the way it is? What don't I like in my room? What don't I like in my wardrobe? What clothes don't make me feel good anymore? Clear that stuff. And as you start clearing that, who don't I enjoy following on Instagram? Who triggers me? Who do I need to, whose emails do I need to unsubscribe from? How many unread emails do I have in my inbox? I need to clear those. Who do I need to block on WhatsApp? Whatever it is, anywhere you can just clear out the crap in your life is going to give you more time to think, more space in your head, sorry, in order for you to think and actually figure out, okay, next step, what makes me happy? So now I've cleared what doesn't make me happy and I've got all this space. How can I fill it with what makes me happy? What does my happy life, happy place look like? And then we move into that cycle that we've been discussing throughout this. So I would say step one, declutter, all areas of your life and then eventually get to people of course declutter the people that don't serve you and just keep removing and clearing and I mean I could go on and on about decluttering (laughs) that could be a whole episode even just the physical declutter too Uh, like like you're saying your wardrobes um but like you know being honest with yourself fully honest with yourself sounds like a huge part of that um yeah yeah that that decluttering no one has to know honestly no one has to know if you're at that stage where you are embarrassed and you don't want to talk about what you want to declutter then don't just just remove it you know what does Beyonce say there's that sound of hers that I love so much don't talk about what you're going to do don't think about don't something something you just be it be about that action you know I love that sound of hers so much that's exactly it you don't have to tell people you're clearing shit just clear it until you're ready and then people will be like ah Kelly, you're glowing. What is it? Oh, I just got rid of all the people that don't serve me. Oh, I cut my hair because I didn't like it. Or, oh, I got rid of all the red in my wardrobe because it was making me angry. Whatever it is. And it's different for every single person. But the more you know what it is for you, the more you master yourself. The more you master yourself, the more you can be the main character and know what your genre is. The more you know your genre, the more you can write your story. The more you write your story, the more happiness you have. I could keep on going. <laughs> but still, you know. Uh, well, thank you so much uh, for coming on and just this fun conversation. And I really think it's going to help people just to, to start stepping into that and just to really start uplifting themselves and knowing that anything is possible for them. Thank you, Kelly. I definitely enjoyed it. Like I said, you know, I can talk about this stuff forever and ever. Um, So thank you for guiding me and just asking all the questions that light me up. I definitely enjoyed this one a lot. Thank you so much for hopping on today. I would love to know your favorite takeaway from this episode. You can find me on Instagram at a nourishing place or let me know in your review. Community is so important to me and within a nourishing place. I would love to connect with you further. Sending you so many blessings and so much love. 